Welcome to Digitalization Tech Talks, the podcast where we cover topics that involve digital technologies relevant to the process industries. This is the last episode of 2023, and I just can't believe that another year has come and gone that way. It's crazy how fast life goes. So in today's episode, we'll be taking a page out of Ivanix playbook on how to select digital technologies for a large capital project. Ivanix essentially had an opportunity to build a brand new chemical plant on the Gulf Coast and were tasked with utilizing the latest and greatest in technology to make the plant more efficient, more reliable, and safer than ever. One of the technologies that Ivanix decided to invest in was an operator training system or OTS, as we'll be frequently referring to it as in this episode. And as Ivanik found out, there are many benefits to using such a system and to having it tied to the distributed control system controlling the plant. But I don't want to get into too many details because I don't want to steal our guest's thunder. So you'll have to continue to listen to hear all the details. With that, I'd like to pass it on to my esteemed co-host, Don Mack. And Don, what's your take on today's topic? Hi, Jonas. It's it's really great to be back for our last episode of the year. Like you said, hard to believe another year has passed. Relative to today's topic, as I'm sure you'll remember, way back in episode 12, we had an episode titled Operator Training Simulators, the ABCs of OTS. And I really think that today's podcast is going to be a great accompaniment to that episode, particularly because it's coming from an end user perspective. I'm really excited to learn about how OTS technology is being applied in an actual application. Yeah, that's a really great point, Don. Thanks for bringing that up. So our guest today is Tony Lee from Ivanik. He is a senior process control engineer, and in this role, he supports capital project work in the U.S. across the company. It's very exciting to have you on the show today. So, Tony, welcome. Well, thanks, Jonas and, and Don, for inviting me to uh, talk about the exciting world of digitalization, and specifically our decision to create a digital twin and utilize the uh, operator training system uh, for this project. Great, Tony. So without any further ado, I want to jump into the first question. So please tell our listeners about Ivonic and your role within the company. Ivonic is a large chemical plant, worldwide chemical plant, and I serve as a senior process controls engineer in the corporate engineering office out of Mobile, Alabama. And I've been with Ivonic for about 28 years. And I've served on multiple uh, projects as a uh, lead engineer, uh, both domestically and internationally. And these projects have ranged from small projects, uh, capital investments to large DCS conversions, and now a major capital project investment I'm currently leading. Yeah, Tony, thanks uh, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And, and as Jonas mentioned in the intro, we know that Vonick is in the middle of building the Greenfield plant on the Gulf Coast. And it's initially being used as part of an overall digital technology strategy throughout the engineering and construction process. And digital technology, we understand, will continue to be utilized once the plant is operational. Tony, could you please tell us about the project and why digitalization was such a big part of the project from the onset? Yeah, Don, uh, in the past, there's been lots of discussions about digital twins and the benefits and and, and what to do with it. However, many of our previous projects just did not fit the creation or use of a digital twin. And to be honest, in the past, it's a hard sell to management to commit to the uh, extra cost. 
when we looked at this project in the beginning, uh, it was uh, had many factors that um, uh, met the criteria for looking at an uh, operator training system and providing a digital twin. And we were talking about the project as a 21st century project in, in, as well. So with that uh, background, it, we, we found that we have a greenfield project. The process is new, never done before. Uh, and the capital investment was well over 500 million. And as we looked at the location when the site was finally selected or narrowed down, um, it was quickly identified that the, the workforce in the area would be limited and we would have to take on quite a few new or young uh, workers into this new plant of, uh, for operation. So in this particular project, it was surprising that while we have cost escalation or cost creep into any project, we had this project that this area of an OTS was never touched by the upper management because they recognized the overall benefits uh, that we would uh, receive out of it in the back end, along with the needs to get the, the workforce up and trained as uh, best they can be. So let's talk about this operator training system, this OTS system in a little bit more detail. Could you share with us some of the use cases that you used it for and certainly also cover some of the benefits that you're expecting to gain from it? It sounds like there's quite a few just in this brief description that you've already gave us. Yes, Jonas, um, you know, we, we looked at this, um, especially in the training area. Uh, when we look in, in the workforce in the location would be in such a young workforce that was a that's a key to getting any any project up and running or process up and running to the fullest extent that was a one major contributing the second and probably as as big or bigger is the undercovering the issues in the process by having a training system that are, can be run and rerun within five minutes so if you're trying to start a uh, uh, up a system and you find a problem you can take a snapshot and they can restart it right where you're at you're not going through multiple restarts on a live plant scenario the and, and then with the uh, OTS we were able to obviously check all the interlocks offline and a real running mode not a just a uh, standard FAT testing but in a real process upset conditions can test the interlocking systems and provide uh, different scenarios for the operators to uh, train on these are the main main reasons and benefits that have come up uh, in the project and can already see some benefits have already come out of it uh, where we've already had to change the process as a result of some of the findings Thanks, Tony. It'll be interesting to hear about some of those uh, benefits as they're realized over time. Um, I want to talk a little bit about another aspect of projects. And with the many projects you've been involved in, I'm sure you've uncovered a number of challenges during implementation. I'm guessing on this in this case, you probably had the same type of situation. Have you had some challenges? And if so, could you talk about some of those that you've had along the way? Don, yes. As many projects, um we have a lot of challenges and uh, this one added uh, a different level of challenges than maybe everyone's experience with uh, standard projects uh, we've been doing 
projects for the same way over and over for many, many years. And you get accustomed to doing everything in a certain step-by-step -step, uh, method. And we, you know, what the left hand's doing and the right hand's doing it most of the time in the past. But once you get into uh, the requirements of an OTS system, it, it changes the whole uh, sequence of events in the project. And that was not necessarily something that was well thought out of or uh, well thought in the beginning, how the impact would be to the overall staff and the requirements of documents to be created, things to be created out of sequence, normal sequences that have been done in the past, uh, anywhere from uh, how the programming gets done in the DCS, where we're programming almost a year in advance of the DCS system, just so the OTS system can be created. And that leads to a lot of other items that gets impacted. The, the control narratives, for example, that are generally written towards the end of a project, where you're the operators and the, and the project responsibles are creating these documents for programming, these had to be shifted to well in advance of anywhere close to finishing engineering of the project. And in most cases, some of the equipment was not even finalized uh, with specifications when they're trying to develop some of the control narratives. Even, even to the point where some of the process is still under design and we're still trying to finalize instrument tags, instrument ranges, things like this that are generally always almost completed when we get ready to start programming. And uh, and again, a PHA, as everybody knows, is a very time-consuming process. It also had to be done early. All the interlocks had to be defined early. So this really made a uh, paradigm shift with all the project structures that, uh, that we've known in the past. So this has really became a real challenge and has uh, been met head-on and supported greatly with the team. So if we have any listeners that are involved in capital projects or perhaps they're even looking at simulation or virtualization for their own plant, or maybe they have a potential project where they could be implementing an OTS system, how should they get started? Do you have any, you know, any advice for them, something that you wish that you had maybe known or been aware of before you started on this project? Donuts. First, you know, you need to work with a vendor like Siemens uh, to become more educated on exactly the process uh, and how it will work in the OTS and sit down with the, uh, the team to understand the financial investment and the schedule of activities. That's a, a key piece of it because it was quite a surprise when I spoke to the pro head project responsible and we started talking about when these things need to be developed and and started looking at the schedule for the OTS and it was a uh, quite an eye opener uh, for the team members to understand that hey we got a lot of work to do now that we didn't really pro uh, project having to do now but maybe six months or a year from now I think it's looking at that is probably the uh, the key. You really need to understand the the time and energy investment by the staff to make it happen. Well, thanks, Tony. We covered uh, many different topics today related to benefits and challenges of using an OTS. If we could leave our audience with a few key takeaways related to whether they should consider an OTS in their own applications, what would they be? Don, I think you have to look at the the project and the and what the potential benefits are going to come out of it. I'm 
currently now sold on utilizing an OTS system more than maybe I had even thought about in the past. I think there's a wide range of uh, opportunities for it that we should that everyone should take a look at it and and should not you know underestimate the effort. And I think that's one key part. And you would also need to look at the financial investment. It's not a uh, it's not a low cost investment. Uh, you're setting up a parallel control system. Uh, you have it by the software and so forth to run in parallel to what you have in the plant. So there's a sizable investment in that area, but don't lose sight of the back end benefits when you're able to maybe start a plant up sooner or you're able to avoid some safety concerns or you develop and find other problems in the process. I'm I'm wondering here, Tony, could you could you briefly talk about the added cost? I mean, you've mentioned it a couple of times that the OTS system is a sizable investment. Um, could you just talk about the added investment that was necessary for Avonic to make the OTS system happen and then maybe also touch a little bit on the, on the benefits of that investment? Yes, you know, the, the the current project is a little over $500 million, and the investment for this is going to run in the 2 to $3 million range to implement. Most projects are not uh, standalone, can handle a small project, can handle a 2 to $3 million budget. But I would recommend for anything that's uh, sizable that this is certainly a solution. The time frame and what we will expect to see is, is at least one month of improvement in uh, startup and commissioning time. This alone, depending on the process, could be millions of dollars by itself or hundreds of millions of dollars of pro, uh, by itself. So benefit-wise, it, the cost-to-benefit ratio is pretty high. And, um, and, and not only that, we can use the OTS system as a later training function and some additional benefits will come with after startup. Could you talk about those briefly too, what those extra benefits would be that you're expecting? <clears throat> yes, the, the the concept would be to take some of the real data as we've been working with a built-up model from uh, dynamic models, dynamic simulation activities that that are designed uh, as the equipment should be, uh, actually operate. We can actually take the OTS system and pump into it actual running data and then do some testing with the actual data uh, and responses to see how we might be able to, to uh, tweak the process even more and, and get more out of it. There are a couple of uh, benefits by having the OTS system maintain and running after the plant starts up. Clearly, uh, additional operator training is one of the factors that will be used on the project. As they get new operators in, they will uh, obviously train those guys on the OTS system. But the the bigger piece of the puzzle would be that we will be able to take live data or, or raw data coming from the plant, from exchangers, heat exchangers, distillation columns, et cetera, and put it into the dynamic simulation system and then make changes with the DCS and see what the results are without impacting the plant or anything like this. We could possibly even do uh, loop tuning by making some changes and testing some tuning out prior to implementing on the DCS, the real running DCS. Uh, these are huge advantages where you're not having to touch or 
adjust the existing process just for trial and error activities. Uh, I think that probably will be a huge benefit when you're looking to move the process from one production rate to a new production rate. You would have an opportunity to test these kind of strategies in the background with real data, real responses from equipment that uh, you could use to do a better job and, and not have so much uh, even theoretical stuff would be uh, you don't have to worry about that so much. You worry only about real data coming in. Tony, that was some great information for our audience. I think they'll really appreciate you sharing those insights um, relative to cost and um, the, how to recapture that, the benefits you're going to get in the long run and everything. So really a lot of great information today. So we really appreciate you making those comments and, and for being our guest today. You really enlightened us uh, as well as our listeners with your insights and the extensive experience you've had related to using digital technologies in capital projects and specifically related to operator training systems or OTSs. It's always refreshing to hear from people that live and breathe topics like these every day. So with that, do you have any closing comments before we wrap up the episode? Yeah, thanks, Jonathan and, and Don, for giving me the opportunity. I hope some of the examples and, and statements I may uh, provide some insight for others who are considering a digital twin and, and an OTS system. I think uh, most everyone will see a huge benefit with an OTS. Um, and while it's a little painful in the beginning, I think in the back end when the plant's up and running at a uh, sooner uh, date, I think the upper management team will be very happy with that. And I think you'll be also running a much safer plant because you have worked out a lot of the the pains and things you only find out in a real startup. So thanks. Yeah, those are some those are some good last comments, uh, Tony. Thank you very much for that. Uh, with that, we have reached the end of the episode. So if you have any specific questions about the OTS topic we discussed today, or if you're curious to know more, please feel free to reach out to Tony. We have included his email in the show notes. And if you have any comments, thoughts, and feedback about the show in general, as always, Don and I also have our emails in the show notes, so you can always reach out to us. We'd really love to hear from you. All the good and the bad, if you have any ideas for some future topics, that would be awesome too. So if you like what you heard today, please help spread the word by rating the show. And if you're not already a subscriber and would like to be notified when new episodes are released, please subscribe to the series. Thank you for listening to this episode of Digitalization Tech Talks.